Show Myri a kindness and she'll repay it in turn. The less-than-insouciant innkeepers, the Martikovs, inquired if Myri and Irina could investigate the late wine shipment from their family vineyard, the Wizards of Wine. Warily, the women went to the winery, watched by ravens on the way. The Martikov sisters, Stefania, flagged the pair over and broke the news that the Bordeaux Bordello had been besieged by blights, who burgled the magic gems responsible for wine production. But before they can be recovered, the vineyard needs to be vindicated and the viney villains vanquished. It looks like their leader is one of the forest folk, a staff-wielding shaman of some sort. Myrie, Irina, and Steph ran to the Cabernet cabin and barricaded themselves in, but the blights batter the barrier, and other dangers distill inside. In this storage room, you can see shelves to the south hold several pairs of stained wooden sandals with oversized soles. They are stained dark purple. The door leading further into the winery hangs open, and you can't quite see within. God, remember when I had dark vision? God, this is so funny. Because if I loot the room, I'm just stealing from them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And she is here with you. She's right here! (gasps) So that's the trade-off. You have help in combat, but also you can't steal from a person (laughs) who's here is there anything that could be useful against them is there like a lantern or how flammable is wine in this world because i'm dealing with wood people i obviously don't want to burn down this house but like if i get overwhelmed having a spray molotov could be nice a martikov molotov i mean it's wine so there's the alcohol content is fairly low it's not like okay great um, grape. Uh, also, I will say a small shaft of light comes in through the slightly ajar door into this storage closet. So though it is dark in here, you can see the room beyond is lit. AF. Is there anything weapon-wise in here that's good? Just sandals. Oh, man. Is it going to be better than my wolf head shoe? Probably. I, I uh... Oh, I should have had you make all those athletics checks with disadvantage. I'm a jerk. S- Wolf head's too good. It's got a tongue, just like any other shoe. Yeah, but after walking in and all day, your dogs are barking. We'll just trade that dollar back and forth. <laughs> I uh, hold up one of the sandals and say, I'm so sorry. And I kick off this head. Yeah. <laughs> I put it on my foot. Just um, the one? You don't want to trade the other one, too? No, I want my boots. All right, Cinderella. Kidding me? It's also just a Beverly thing. I don't know how to walk in sandals, but I can walk in boots crazy. You grew up in a beach town. I am... Fairy pale. How often do you think I actually went to the beach? I wrap like a piece of twine. I'm sure I have some bit of string around my foot to make it like less of a. Because f- I'm imagining they're, they're like a yeah, it's like a thong. Jay Z like slides a- like you know like that's the shape of this, and mm. I give it like a Teva back handle for the heel. Right, right, right. Yeah, turn it into a hiking sandal. And then I say, we should be quiet, and I'm gonna peek through this door. Make a perception check. Nine. From your position on the other side of the door, you can't see much. Immediately in front of you is a large wooden vat. And you can smell the cloying smell of fermenting wine. And then immediately to your right, you can see that there's like a line of barrels underneath a balcony. But you can't see much else beyond that. I sneak into the room and start looking for bad boys. Roll stealth. 25. Very quietly, you don't even move the door, but just come around to the other side of it, and your passive perception kind of takes over. To your right, you can see another door that is slightly ajar. Directly ahead of you are large, ornate double doors that, based on your approach to the vineyard, you know lead out onto the veranda. It's a large two-story chamber dominated by four enormous wooden casks, each one eight feet wide and 12 feet tall. A wooden staircase in the center of the room climbs to a 10-foot-high wooden balcony that clings to the south wall, which has four wooden windows set into it at balcony level. Stacked against the wall underneath the balcony are old empty barrels with the Wizard of Wines burned on their sides. The balcony climbs another five feet as it continues along the western and eastern walls, ending at doors leading to the winery's upper level. Underneath these side balconies are several doors, some of which hang open, including the one to your right. The balcony creaks, drawing your eye to a wild-looking figure hunched over the westernmost cask. She wears a gown made of animal skins and a headdress with goat horns. Her hair is long and unkempt. Beneath the sloping roof stretch thick rafters, upon which scores of ravens have quietly gathered. They watch you with great interest. I go back into the room, and I 
whisper. I think I can get the jump on this guy. And if you hear noise, please come out and help. The signal is, oh God, oh God, help. Good signal. Yeah. I'm going to sneak back out, climb up the stairs, and try and get behind this, what did we call them? Forest folk. Are they looking at the barrel? Are they brewing wine? It looks like they were just watching over it. Mm. Or like, you know, not watching over it like a sleeping babe, but standing near it and watching from that position. Hmm. Okay. I want to sneak up one of these staircases. Okay. Make a stealth check with disadvantage. That's okay. 25. You creep up the creaky wooden staircase, making nary a sound. Like in any game, you wait until her gaze looks the other way and you can see like the light. The pie piece of her point of view is like pointing the other way. Mm -hmm. I want to slash at her with my short sword and try and stab her towards the balcony so she falls as well. Hell yeah. I stab up and over the balcony and then I use the balcony to like pull her off my sword like a skewer. (laughs) Dirty 20. Roll damage with your sneak attack. 27 damage. Oh my god. That's the number. Are you serious? She uh, doesn't even have time to make a sound as you wrench over the balcony and but then she like kind of trips and falls. She goes sprawling into the vat and sinks there into the like uh, the the fermenting wine and you see her sink uh in below the surface. I want to drop to the ground safely to reconvene with my friends. Cool. You do. They like peek out of the storage room is it all good too good and i uh shake my head like let's go and i look at stephania when do you think the leader would hang i'm gonna have her make an insight check yeah i mean she obviously doesn't know them but crit fail i have no idea down in the cellar up in the living quarters could, could be anywhere i was thinking living quarters let's go there first who knows if they think like us but Okay, stairwells, uh, directly to our right, and she points to the door that's slightly ajar. Okay, let's go sneakily. I'm going to have Myri's 25 work, but roll another stealth check for Arena. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Nine. That's funny. Nine for Stephania. The turret that you enter contains a stone spiral staircase. Uh, windows in the outer wall allow light to enter as you climb up it. Um, so there's like, you know, pentagonal windows cut in at intervals as you wind around the stone staircase it's very cool real life trevor would be having a nerd fit and then you come to a hallway at the top of the stairs there is a door that is slightly ajar directly ahead of you and the hallway curves around to the right so door in front of me hallway curves around to the right so yeah if you walk down the hallway past two windows there is a door that is open to you if you don't go through that door and look to your right there is a hallway i want to keep following the hallway make sure no one's in this Around the hallway, you can see three more doors, all of which are closed on your left. And then directly ahead of you, there is another spiral staircase. Uh, This one leading down. Let's go back to that open door then. Okay. As you uh, turn around, because those girls got nines on their stealth checks. Yeah. I want you to have Arena make a dexterity saving throw, please. Yeah. 19. 19 is very good. As you're walking past uh, the corner of the room that is ajar and past the hallway... Both Stephania and Arena run quickly forward toward you as vines wrench out of the planks of wood of this hallway, sprouting up through the cracks in them and grasping for their legs. You turn and see spooky plants. You can see a human caked with dirt and mud. So it's hard to know for sure whether they are male or female. Their hair is full of twigs and the face hidden behind a veil of moss that hangs down like a grizzled beard with kind of two patches for eye holes in them. Behind them, you can see two creatures that appear to be made entirely of vines. Crawl forward into the hallway. You can see these ones are like tall and hulking they kind of look like suits of armor almost made out of uh intersecting vines they're much more like humanoid and they're uh sinewy you can see like don't love that the vines kind of moving and coursing on them as if they're wrapped with leeches <gasps> spooky <laughs> leeches may be the spookiest thing to me i don't know why we don't make that comparison more than bats for vampires like leeches are they're like they're snakes plus vampire do you know about Vespertillo. I do not know about Vespertillo. What is Vespertillo? 
It's a modern play. Is it about bats? It is partly about bats and partly about loneliness. Mm. And you will love it. I will bring you this play when I visit you so you can read it. Hell yeah. Now you gotta come visit me. Roll initiative. Oh, snap. None of them are holding a big stick, right? None one of them is holding a big stick. Just checking. They did not listen to Teddy Roosevelt. Arena rolled a one. Do you want me to add her modifier? Yeah. For initiative, you can still add the modifier. It's a two then. And Myrie got a 15. Okay. This first vine boy is going to run forward toward you and uh, you were in the back. Yeah, because I would have been furthest away. I think Arena would be in the middle and Stephania is in front. So she's going to run towards Stephania. Had to give her family. Had to bring her along. That's how it goes. 23 will. Holy calamity, scream insanity. All you ever going to be is another big fan of me. Bear witness. How you can tell I can only sing in the style of Broadway. Bear witness. (laughs) Bear it. Bear it, Wilbur Weed. Steph, I'm just going to call her Steph from now on. Steph is going to take seven bludgeoning damage, and she is grappled. Oh, I thought you were going to say she's down. I was like, oh no. No, she's slightly stronger than... I can't have two of them. And that is its turn. It is currently constricting her in its vines. You can see, like, tendrils of vines wrapping around her throat, speaking of my weekend in Portland. It is my turn. Double blade still. Then I stab the one that's holding her. Fourteen. Hit. Oh, thank frick. And Arena is right there with you, uh, so you have a uh, sneak attack. I'm gonna need it. Because its friend hasn't moved forward 16, yet. 18 plus 3, 21 all day. It still maintains its grip as you slice through and, like, the vines themselves pss, 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 spill out a uh, watery ichor onto the ground. You can hear it go... <gasps> in pain. I stab it with my dagger... Dagger. I'm going to use inspiration. Okay. No, I'm not. Okay. I lied. It was a 12. Hits. This viney arm stretches up toward you and you slash out. No, not plus text. Offhand. Just 1d4. One more damage, please. It takes one more damage. And yeah, you barely just get as like one of these vines that you cut loose, like (gasps) thrashes around trying to now grab around your neck. You just cut through it and it withers off like a cut leech. That was Mary's turn. Anything else? Is it possible? It's possible. For a plain yellow. Yep. I don't know the beef factor of these two vegetarians. So, <laughs> can I strafe between them, disengaging it closer to the wizard? It is pretty cramped in this hallway, but you could yeah. weave your way in between them and get bonus to the forest. Bonus action, book. disengage. Fighting with your offhand is your bonus action. But you did fancy footwork. Oh, yes! But would the other one get an op attack is the question. I don't know. That's a good question because you're not it's currently engaged close. with it, but you would be running into its reign. But I think the style of your thing is like you slash dodge out of the way and then you're like, you're too fancy the whole way. You're like, you get into that mode, you know, you're in the flow. I agree. It's an ego Montoya. Also just realized every turn is six seconds. So in a vine fight, that's very funny to me. This whole fight is just composed of six-second snippets that we play one after another. Yeah, I want to strafe between them and, like, barrel roll so I can get in with this wizard. Wizards hate being close to people. It's true. They have difficulty forming intimate relationships. That's why they spend so much time with their books. Metaphor. Metaphor. This other vine dude sees you doing that, and he... How many followers does he have? ...is going to uh, try and constrict you, Myri. Mm. This is going to hit you. Okay. I'm learning. That's all I'm going to tell you. You did great. Can I use my thing to add four? Defensive duelist. Unfortunately, 19 is lower than 22. It is. So as you weave back forward doing this fancy footwork, the like vine guy follows you with his head and uh, you take your eyes off him for a moment and then feel this lashing around. As you go to like go into a battle stance with this forest folk, you feel vines wrap around your arm. I need you to know that you are grappled and that it's uh, something that you can escape later. But for now, you are taking nine bludgeoning damage. That is its turn. And now the forest folk, seeing that you are... Right there. Right there and uh, restrained... They cast Bless on me because they feel bad. (laughs) I sneeze in an effort to get them to cast Bless on me by accident. You see uh, this forest folk draw from beneath. It's like folds and muds and stuff. A tonfa 
What is that? It's like a truncheon. It's a stick with a little handle on the side. There's these vine engravings on the side, all of which are glowing with this green light because shillelagh is a bonus action. Bollocks. This, you don't have a reaction anymore, so I'm just going to tell you. 18 hits you. Fuck me. Take one damage. Oh, no. Plus your wisdom modifier. Three. Take three damage. Yeah. (laughs) That'll learn her. So I'm being restrained and then hit with a stick. Speaking of my weekend in Portland. (laughs) It's Arena's turn. Stephania is going to break free of this uh, constriction with a strength check. That absolutely does that. So she wrenches free of these vines and uh, takes her axe off and says, Get the fuck out of my house. Do these things take disadvantage to axes? Because it's like their natural enemy. <laughs> that would be cool. There is a, a magic item that is an axe that... Hue. Yeah, yeah. So, no, they don't, but... But I like it, that they it, have like a natural fear to it. <laughs> yeah, it's not stoked on it. That, that was her action, was to break free of the grapple. Um, now it's Arena's turn. If you attack something that's grappling someone, it doesn't give someone help the next grapple check, right? Unfortunately, no. Unless you want to make that be the purpose of the attack. Instead of doing damage, I would consider it being like giving plus one forward if we were using Apocalypse. Like, instead of doing damage, you could be like, I'm going to attack you in such a way that it makes it easier for my friend to escape. Interesting. Okay, and then to get sneak attack i have to outnumber the people yeah you either need to be one-on-one or your group has to outnumber their group mm-hmm. actually really it's your group has to outnumber a solo person if there's another person hanging out with them within combat range it's pretty hard for you to get sneak attack okay unless you have advantage which inspiration would give you i'm gonna have our sacred flame the one we hit already uh dope it's gonna make a deck save which a two with its minus one is lower uh have her roll damage six Dimmy dams. It completely immolates in flame. You see it. <laughs> and this sound like a kettle approaching boiling, but not quite whistling yet, as these flames take it up. And I want to have her get closer. No, I'm going to have her actually scoot back. Because none of them are engaged with her. They're not. Yeah, I'm going to have her be a ranged fighter. None of the doors are open behind us, so she just scoots back a couple feet, like five feet. Great. That's her turn. Dope. That was first vine guy. He is gone now, so it is Myri's turn. Yes! Okay. You are restrained, so you can still act, but you would have disadvantage. Okay, then I'm going to break this grapple. That is a strength check. Yep. Ten. You remain grappled. As you struggle against these vines, it constricts tighter against you. Anything else? No, that's it. It's going to use entangling plants. Grasping roots and vines sprout from its feet in a 15-foot radius centered on the blight. Ew! Foot plants? Foot plants. Speaking of my... Okay. (laughs) So I need you and Arena... I'm already restrained. Yeah, but it is... It's swapping it. It's basically like, hey, I'm holding you, and now I'm putting you in handcuffs. And now when I have you in handcuffs, I can let you go. So I'm making... Myri's making one. Yes. Found it. 18. Stephania immediately again runs forward, and from her ankles is wrapped up in vines. It is the forest folk's turn. Shillelagh's there, sees that you are freed. She's going to hit you with the shillelagh again. That's a crit. That's exactly what I was looking for. I'm going to half this damage. Okie doke. I'll let you know what that damage is as soon as I find where I put my D8, because I'm using my dice as bookmarks right now, because I'm a genius. <laughs> I'm just flipping through all these fucking stat blocks. It's really funny. Uh, five, six, nine half to five. You take five force damage, nature damage. Nature damage isn't a thing in this, but I don't know what else Shillelagh is. Five global warming damage. And then it is Steph's turn. Steph is going to try and get out of these vines that are now at her feet, because she's not stoked about that. But with a four, she is unable to pull free. So she's trying to help you and running for. She's like hacking at vines as they continue to crawl up her person, but you can see them like swarming up her kneecaps and around her uh, waist and ankles, continuing to keep her bound. So she just didn't break free? Is what she saying. didn't break free. Gosh. She used her action to try to, but couldn't. Uh, Arena's turn. Arena's gonna sacred flame. She's gonna sacred flame the one that's holding us. Tight. I'm gonna give a disadvantage on this save because it is constricting you. It's fighting two people right now. <laughs> yeah, because like it's basically restrained, but... Oh, 13? 13. Yeah. 
the flames burn up and it like creates a wall of vines then immediately burns away this is very swamp bender i love it yeah but it's still constricting you myri Mm -hmm. anything else on arena's turn no okay it is yours i'm gonna attack it the thing that's holding me at disadvantage uh, 23 to hit, though. Does. Nine damage. Can I use my offhand now? Yeah. Yeah. Still with disadvantage. Double fours, so 11. Does not hit. Yeah, okay. You slash a bunch of vines, basically one of its arms completely severs and cuts to the ground, and it does that same hissing noise. Then you go forward to stab with your dagger, and the arm that replaces it out of new vines comes and catches the dagger mid-hand and holds your wrist tight. Cool. That's my turn. It's turn. This attack will hit you. I'm going to let it happen and take half damage instead. Half of seven rounded up is four. Take four bludgeoning damage as it continues to tighten around you. You see like the edges of your fingers beginning to turn purple. It's like you have, uh, you fucking... I used to walk from the Safeway off of State Street back to my apartment on Garden and I would have plastic bags just like lined up oh, on my yeah. wrists. So by the time I got there, there were just these like thick cuts in them. Why didn't I get reusable bags? That's the lesson there. They can hold so much more. They can hold so much more. They're more durable, but they were like a one-time expense, which Trevor was not into in college, unless that one-time expense was for comic books. Shout out to Metro Entertainment. Shouts out Metro Entertainment. Not a lot going on here. So yeah, let's keep whacking at Myri with this shillelagh. With advantage, this will hit you. And you have no reaction, so it'll hit you. Sorry. Dramatic pause for you to feel powerless. You're going to take eight. We are powerless. We are powerless. So you took eight. Mm-hmm. And it is Stephanie's turn. She, again, trying to break out of this, uh, these grasping vines, hacking away. Fuck, dude, a three. Arena, it is her turn now. Um, she's going to Sacred Flame, the one holding us. Vines now growing off the walls of the hallway, spreading up and reaching out, kind of holding her arms uh, like, uh, like on a St. Andrew's cross. Speaking of my weekend in Portland. You need to roll a save. I sure do. That's a crit. Okay. She starts panicking as the hallway begins to become a jungle of impenetrable undergrowth. Myri's turn. Myri's going to stab this thing again. Just keep on trucking. Nine. Ah, uh, it does not hit. That's a 16 for a dagger. Will. Four. Nice. You're trying to wrench down to stab this thing, and then you realize it's on your back holding you. So you just, like, flip the dagger in your grip and jerk it back into its ear, and it... Anything else? That's my turn. All right. It uh, is surprised, and um, uh, as it tries to then constrict itself tighter around you, just barely is able to maintain its grasp to restrain you. It does no damage. Then Homegirl is going to hit you with her chalet. Myri's never felt this held by anything in her whole life. (laughs) As you do that, this stick comes straight out of the air, and you move your head to the side, and it swipes harmlessly above your head. So her eyes close for a second and remembering a hug. Mm. With her head tilts to the side, remembering, laying on his shoulder, and then whoop, her eyes shoot open as she hears it whoosh past her. Stephanie's turn. Nice. Breaks free of her grapple, finally, and... Good for her. The vines tear off of her legs as she surges forward, but it is difficult terrain, but they're not that far ahead of you. She is now like with you, like directly behind this vine guy and you. Arena's turn. She's sacred flames. Vinman. Uh, nine. A two damage coming at you. The flames finally make it through, cutting a hole uh, as uh, Stephanie uh, like machetes all of these vines that are growing off of uh, the walls of her home and uh, doing terrible structural damage. The insurance agent is going to have a field day uh, or a jungle day. Yeah, I was trying to do that in my head. <laughs> and uh, I don't want to say fine day. Your turn. Myrie stabs it from within. 14 to hit. I'm going to sh- do the other one now while I have it in my hands. 15 to hit. Both will hit. Eight damage all day. Dope. You reach back with both of your blades and fucking weed whack this thing. Slicing around, it... <laughs> drops off of you you can see it is barely there together there's large gaps in its uh what you know is masquerading as its chest the vines themselves are kind of like blanching white anything else on your turn no okay it turns around and tries to grab onto stephania which with 17 will poor stephania i know she's just she's so close to helping 
Eight plus two is ten damage. Oof. Woof. Ah, 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 just, I've never been one for indoor plants. It Bitch, is Arena's turn. you love turn. pothos. Sorry. <laughs> it grows on the outside of the house. That's fair, that's fair, that's fair. Just do mm. your hit. Strike true. That is the druid's turn. Now faced with you, Myri, and uh, being he, no longer having advantage. Takes that same stick, and then from the end of it, you see a flame erupt like it's a candle. They pff, flick it, the flame <laughs> racing at you. This is going to hit you. I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to do an uncanny dodge. Well, you can't half one. So don't know what to tell you, bud. Uncannily, that was his turn. Steph's turn. I'm going to try and get Steve out of funny. this yeah. fucking thing. She, actually, she's not. She's just going to try and hack this thing. Take a um, cue from my, my strategy. Disadvantage. Small arms, strong heart. She's raging, just... Uh, she's not a barbarian. <gasps> she's but, a barbarian? No, she's not a barbarian. Stabs <laughs> into this thing. Oh my god. The lowest numbers a person can do on this. But it's enough. With three damage, she just... <laughs> hacks through with this axe. The vines all fall to the ground and then shrivel up and wither away. Stephanie, breathing heavy, turns over her head, looks past Myrie when Arena's in the back with a flame in her hand as it's now three on one. Arena's turn. She shoots that flame, baby. Uh, Steps backwards from the flame, looking kind of panicked uh, and sees the hallway on the other side. Anything else? It's looking where? Down the hallway. From whence it came? From whence you came. Myrie's turn. She's gonna stab it. Does this mean I have advantage? You don't have advantage. It just means you can sneak attack. I have an ally. Got it. 14. Does not hit. As you slice through the like mossy beard, it cuts on their chest. You can see it was covering skin that is thick and brown with cracks running through it like bark. Uh, dagger, please. Nine. Likewise. And that thunks off of it. You can hear this <laughs> wheezy laughter. I want to get on the other side of it, though, in case it tries to run away. Okay. Yeah, you put yourself in between uh, them and the hallway. They uh, take off running past you down the hallway. You get an attack of opportunity. Yeah. 26. Will hit, and you get sneak attack because you didn't use it on your turn. (gasps) Oh, man. 27. Damage? Damage. That's the number. (laughs) With the wheezy laugh, it turns and runs past you and goes... (laughs) It turns to run and lands on my sword turns its head and then just drags their neck across your sword blade just make a perception check yes and also is there anything that these things have that i can have if that makes sense Mm -hmm. 13 13 you hear a cracking sound from down below you uh it sounds as if the door has been broken open copy on the forest folk themselves there's the the staff which now no longer glows and there are um some empty vials like glass vials are they wet inside or are they like to collect souls with make an investigation check (laughs) is it for fairies or was there water in it 17 you look and there is a little bit of clear liquid in it you sniff the vial itself and it's not water this is some kind of poison am i poisoned you don't appear to be the wine this is poison. They poisoned the wine? They might have poisoned the wine. Did you ship any? No, we haven't been able to. Okay. But that means we definitely need to get that gem if we're going to get production back. I want to go the direction it was trying to run. Wasn't there a door there that I haven't gone through? The door opens out onto a balcony overlooking the fermentation vats. Oh, I see. And looking down below, you're closer now to the ravens, and you can see they are all diving and attacking blights as they're coming through. But the blights far outnumber the ravens, and they're losing ground. I close the door, and I try and find something to block it with. There's nothing in the hallway. Can I put the forest folk (laughs) as, like... Yeah, you drag their body and and just press it up against the door. Um, Their head hangs, their skin now no longer uh, barky. They just are slumped against the door. So let's go to the cellar. So go down the stairs at the end of that hallway. All right. Uh, You head back down to the spiral staircase and 
run down into the cellar. Wooden pillars and beams support the 10-foot high ceiling of this ice-cold cellar, which is split in two by a 5-foot thick brick wall. A thin mist covers the floor, and each half of the cellar features an 8-foot tall wooden partition that doubles as a wine rack. The western rack, where you are, stands empty, but you can see the eastern one is half-filled with wine bottles. Um, is there anything twiggy down here? Make a perception check. And I want to ask her, can any of these wine bottles help us? Ten. You see something move behind the eastern wine rack, and through the holes you can glimpse a humanoid figure. And Stephanie goes, not unless you fight better when you're drunk. Okay, just checking. Because, like, now would be the time to tell me the family secret recipe. If it was, like, magic. That's all. But thank you. She looks down at her cuts and stuff, and she says... I don't think we're quite at that point yet. I can still fight. Okay. I asked them to wait here, and I'm going to try and sneak and see if I can get the jump on this person I heard. Go ahead and roll stealth. I'm going to use inspiration. Okie doke. 14. Okay. You crawl forward through the cellar, the mist, clearing away from each footfall. And what you don't see is on the ground just one little wine bottle that you kick ever so gently, and it just ding, ding, ding like tinkles against the, the stone floor as it goes you look up and like it's kind of like a rom-com set in a library or like that fucking moment in in the heights when they're doing it in the grocery store but you look up and through the wine rack you see a man with wild hair yellow rotted teeth and skin painted red with blood human man yes he has a uh, gnarled staff made from a black branch and as he comes forward, he goes, Get that out of there. Can I reach through the wine rack and grab this stuff? Roll initiative. 12. 13. Ah! <laughs> as you reach forward to grab it through the wine, he brings it down. I need you to make a constitution save. And I say, Oh God, oh God, help, <laughs> which is our signal. <laughs> that is your signal. Have a arena uh, join the initiative count. Steph's uh, coming yes, in chef. hot with a three. Arena got a 20. My con save is a four. Okay. A wave of thunderous force sweeps out from the other side of the wine rack. They immediately shatters. Myri instinctively brings uh, her hands in front of her face to protect it. As a huge thunderous boom cracks, you are knocked backwards slow motion 10 as stephania and arena run forward they see that happen as you take 13 thunder damage and five bludgeoning damage that was the druid it is your turn yeah this kind of makes sense to me right like so you wanted to reach the staff he did his thing first it is your turn and then those two will join the initiative count i agree i get up and run towards him to stab him twice if i can sure uh roll to hit a nine Oh, nine. And a 16. Uh, the 16 will. Do I get sneak? Yeah, you're one-on-one. You're right. But yeah, you push yourself off against the back ceiling and run over this broken glass. You're walking on, walking on, broken glass. 20 damage. <coughs> Coughs up blood. Get a He shouts at you as uh, he takes a hit that hurts real bad. That's my turn. It is Arena's turn. Arena looks over her shoulder and sees coming down the stairway a wave of twig blights, those sticky ones going... Are all three of my ally friends, me and my two allies, in within 30 feet of Arena? Yeah. Arena casts Bless on all three of us. So your girl gets 1d4 added to any attack or saving throw. Hell yeah. So she's standing kind of in the middle partition between the two. So she's equidistant from the blights that are now heading down the stairs toward her and where you and Stephanie are. Mm-hmm. And she's going to get a little bit close to Myri, but stay 10 feet away. Mm-hmm. That's it. This dude's turn, he is going to force you to make a dexterity saving throw as gnarled vines that look dead like the ones outside in the winery sprawl out and just try and crunch into your legs. I'm not going to use this wood die right now. It feels wrong. Dex? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. No, strength. Strength saving throw. Copy. Nine. You are restrained. Cute. But Stephania, for once in her goddamn life, is not. It is your turn. I want to break. Make a strength check. 18. <laughs> You're there for a while, and then you just take the sandal and stomp on one and kick your leg free of the other, and the vines 
thrash around and wither and sink back into the earth of the stone cellar. Can I try and get this staff from him? You can on your next turn. Yeah, cool. And that's all I want to do because I can't hide because I'm the only one who can take a hit. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And you can't dodge because... Because we listen to our fan base. Thank you for writing in. Like and subscribe. Stephania, you poor sweet Stephania. She runs forward and thwacks with this hand axe. He steps to the side and she just uh, sticks it into a wine barrel that's in the side. And she wrenches it out and begins seeping out Pinot Noir. Uh, That's her whole turn. Arena. Arena is going to... It's so funny. Bless can't even help her. It helps her not get hit. She's going to Sacred Flame one of the twig blights coming after. Okay. Nine. Fails. So it immolates in the fire, like, squares some of the other ones back toward the stairwell, but more begin pouring out and, like, filling this room with the empty wine rack. There's uh, seven in the room right now. I want her to, like, knock over a wine rack and just to be, like, harder terrain for them to get over. For sure. Much to Stephania's chagrin. It's like, no, that's our livelihood. That's the one that's not poison, probably. Forest folks turn sees that he is surrounded by you. He is going to run forward and try and hit you with this quarterstaff. And you broke free of the restraint, so he does not have advantage. But this will hit you. Defensive duelist. 19. 19 on the die is 23. Ah, So he still hits you. You can see, like, wisps of black, like, pollen swinging off into the air like smoke as he brings forward the staff to thwack against you. As it does, you feel sharp thorn-like protrusions spike into your skin and immediately feel a kind of chill uh, in the side of your arm where it hits. Make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. He has to make a wisdom saving throw. Not like a wisdom attack throw? Nope. Interesting. Anyway, anyway. I'll put those away then. You're going to take four damage and you see oozing red pustules blossom on the staff. Hate that. Okay, that was his turn. Your turn. I want to rip the staff out of his hands, but because we're in a winery for flavor, I want to try and, like, switch a wine bottle for the staff in his hands. You are so fucking ridiculous. I love it. Like, Indiana Jones, like, push this wine bottle through his hands and grab the staff on the bottom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What kind of a check is that? You're making an attack roll, and it's going to be contested by his acrobatics. Okay. Dex proficiency? Yeah. You're proficient with wine bottles. It's a finesse beverage. If you were doing this with beer, it would be strength. Okay, on the count of three, ready? One, two, three. Thirty. Three. <laughs> 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 Boom. He, uh, leans forward and goes, Game me a vampire go and uh, holds up and then looks over and sees the wine bottle. Wall. Uh, uh, you have the wizard's staff. Can I break it? <laughs> yeah, girl. You bring it up over your knee and as these twigs run into the room and one of them leaps at Arena clawing for a face, you snap the staff in half and instantly they all just clatter against the ground and begin twitching and spiraling, curling up like spiders. Uh, as they wither and die. The forest folk in the room with you (sighs) looks panicked, looks around, and Steph's turn. She comes forward with her axe, and she says, uh, you've overstayed your welcome, and buries the hatchet in his forehead. He tips over, falls onto the cobblestones, and lies still. His blood joining the wine from the broken bottles. Blood and wine running together. Already, like, the blood is starting to freeze, even though the wine isn't. Because alcohol. Because alcohol. Because magic. Yeah. Although, I don't know. How, was, this guy was down in a winery for a while. Maybe the blood's not freezing either. <laughs> I think he's got a pretty high like uh, BAC. But it is, you know, the, the corpse will be well-preserved as it's chilly. And uh, Steph pulls out her hatchet from his forehead, wipes it on his tattered mossy loincloth and turns to you and says I think that did it. Myri like looks around, makes sure none of the vines from the outside of the building are like moving and stuff. Make a perception check. 
Natural one. The twigs on the ground still like kind of twitching, and you just go over there and like start picking them up as Steph is talking and like snapping them in half. (laughs) (laughs) Double tap, double tap, double tap. Uh Just just stabbing my sword into the stone floor, like (laughs) thwacking it against the stone. Yeah. (laughs) Irina's like, that's probably not good for the blade. What do you know? (laughs) I want to check this guy for anything valuable and look around the room for anything interesting that doesn't look like it belongs to the martikovs make an investigation check and i'm not just stealing heirlooms as steph prepares a put that back seven on the corpse you find a pouch with a doll attached to a necklace underneath like it's his long beard uh, scooting it back, you can see it is uh, a carved wooden face of a dark, dense wood, though not the same wood as the uh, the staff that you just broke. And it appears to be missing a hand and a foot. Can I see if it's um, magicked in any way to be linked to someone? Make something? an arcana check. I don't know which dice to trust. None of them is the answer. Five. Uh, you don't know. If I touch it, I... Not if I touch it. I'm going to take it off this guy. <laughs> Okay. And put it in my bag. Can I ask Steph if she knows mm-hmm. what it is? She looks at it for a while, and you can see she's also kind of like looking around, kind of taking inventory of what's been broken, what's still left yeah. in her uh, in her home. Business. Home slash business. She looks around and goes, uh, uh, I don't know, it looks like a doll. I don't claim to know anything about their weird religion. Yeah, no worries. Arena doesn't know anything either, right? She looks just as confused. Great. She ain't from here. <laughs> I didn't think so. Um, I'll still stuff it in my bag. Um, other than that, there's nothing of value on him. He has a like sharpened stone knife. Would that be like a dagger? That would be like a dagger. I'm going to take that. I've been playing a lot of Monster of the Week, so I'm uh, doing like equipment tags. Uh-huh. Um, I would call that a fragile dagger. Oh, cute. Okay. So this time period's grenade. <laughs> just throw it on the ground in front of someone. Have it explode? No, like more like this period's pint glass. Like it, it would explode, but it wouldn't explode in like just, it might break. Right. I totally. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't get a grenade. It's not a, a, a country line dance bar grenade. <laughs> Always trying to talk yourself into grenades. <laughs> no, I'm not. Am I? Is that Constantly. A thing? Every day. Oh, no. Oh, no. I wish for chaos. <laughs> Yeah, with a seven on your investigation check, that's all you can find. Of course, I agree. Okay. Is there anything else I should look at in this room? We knew that they were here because of this guy with the stick. Mm -hmm. Can I look at the stick? Is there anything that would link it to Strahd or the Swamp Woman situation? Make another investigation check. Four. You're picking it up and turning it over. It looks to be just made of like this weird black wood. Although as you pick it up and pass it from one hand to the other, you see that your hand is now covered in blood. The staff is bleeding from where you broke it in half. Spooky. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, gross, 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 gross. <laughs> clatter, clatter, clatter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, that's all you see from that. Okay. Because uh, we should probably get out of here. I agree. So we follow her out and go meet up with the rest of their fam. Okay. You head up the um, staircase back into the room with all the large vats of wine and then out the storage where you came. And as you oh, walk, wait. you can see. Yeah. Is there a gem? No, they they took the gem a few days ago. All of the gems were already taken before they invaded. Got it. You have to push your way through like thickets of twigs because mm-hmm. this whole like downward shoot was uh, being filled with twig blades. Mm-hmm. Um so it's like crunching underfoot as you push through. Uh, you're kind of getting scraped up. As you walk into the upper level with the vats of wine, you can see the two doors that led out onto the patio were broken inward. Hmm. Um, uh, and you walk past another like scattered wicker pile as you make your way out through the vines. And uh, Steph takes out a small pocket mirror and like catches the light and flashes it a bunch. And then f- slowly from two directions from the vineyard, you see bodies walking. You see uh, Dag and uh, all of her children. And then you see two men who you have not met before. One mm-hmm. of them significantly older than the other one who is uh, hobbling along on a cane. And the a, the younger man next to him who is like trying to offer support with the other man is like batting him off. Also, are there any ravens around still? There are. You can see the... Uh, one of them like dives down from the rafters and picks up some twigs and then flies up higher off and begins affixing it to like a nest that is being mm-hmm. made there. 
several others are just watching you and staring down. Hmm. Okay. But the whole, yeah, the whole central room is still filled with ravens. Cool. As Dag gets closer, he kind of breaks into like a kind of half run. Like I'm still staying with my kids. I'm not trying to like be too excited, but he runs up and uh, brings Steph into a hug and brings her around. Then the other two come up. We, uh, we heard the sound. I, uh, I take it that the problem was taken care of by these two here. With the help of Steph, we destroyed whatever forest folk were taking over this place. Dad, this is, uh, uh, it occurred, I don't know your name. Masha. Uh, and Irina. Hi. I mean, Vasilia. It's fine. She- you're fine. It's Vasilia, but you're fine. <laughs> Shoot. Sorry. I'm going to get the hang of that. It's fine. <laughs> All right, thank you for saving my my home and my business. Fortunately, it's kind of a half measure. What do you mean? And the, the younger guy goes, Dad, don't. Come on. They've already done enough for us. And he puts up a hand. He says, I'm not asking them to do anything. I'm not exactly going to break out my last champagne de stomp to celebrate. Without the gems, we'll not be able to recreate any, any more. The, the vines will stay withered in this sunless land, and what we have inside will be the last of our vintage. I was surprised the gem wasn't here. They took it, those barbarians, to their stomping hill. Uh, Steph goes, Yester Hill. It's the place I told you about to the south of here. Alvir is down there keeping an eye on them, but... I don't know what he expects to find. What was that name? Alvir. He's my youngest. Hmm. Well, maybe we can go find that gym for you. Meet up with Alvir. You're saying he's doing some sort of reconnaissance, trying to see if where it's being it, kept? Yes, exactly that. Hmm. Well, I, I kind of need to get you safe, Arena, but if you're interested in... We do make kind of a good team. I don't want to put you in danger. I No, I mean, like, <laughs> I, I live in constant danger. That's true. Um, speaking of, your girl leveled up. Oh, cute! Some some uh, sharpening pencil ASMR for you all. That's right. She's analog. You're welcome. Analog meaning I use a paper. I thought you meant analog using not meaning not a mechanical pencil. <laughs> that too. Not only are you analog, you're vintage. Mm, just like to hold wood. Interesting. She does not learn a new spell, but she gets an ability score improvement. So you can add plus two to uh, one of her ability scores or plus one to two of her ability scores. Mm, cute. Why is she so good at persuasion? She's got those big doughy eyes. Cute. You're going to help little old me? Blink, 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 blink. Hot privilege. That's right. Hot privilege. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to do two to wisdom. So that makes it plus three, plus three slash five. Yeah. Five being, is that saves? For saves. Yes, chef. Three plus five. That also increases her... Spell save DC and her attack bonus. Mm-hmm. And her insight is plus five. It's good. She's becoming world-weary. Exactly. She's getting jaded. <laughs> and what is her HP total now? Her HP total? Uh, uh, well, I found a fucking error in... And that the type of hit die is not listed in the stat box as it says it is okay but she is healer's probably cleric right yeah exactly she, cleric or druid both of which i think are a d8 so do you want to do you want to gamble i do but it's not who she is but also hit die are are out of character you know like it's not like they have to be in character right um however you want to justify this for yourself is fine <laughs> i'm gonna give her the five I just don't trust the way I've been rolling today. All right. Her HP increases to 14. Cute. So now she can take two hits. <laughs> I'm down to fight. I'm ga- I'm, I feel great. I mean, not great, great, but I feel better. Right. Not that I was feeling like ill before, but I, I don't know. Something about being out on the road with you is invigorating in a weird way. First time I've gotten that. Mostly people just find me annoying, but that's besides the point. I say we go finish the job, right? Finish the fight. Halo 3. I, I don't know what that last bit was, but absolutely. Well, we wouldn't, we wouldn't not say thank you. So, uh, yeah, um, we should probably work on securing this place and stay here. Also, you saw about how much use I was in a fight. And then her husband goes, we're not going to just send them down 
the way unhelpful. They're doing us a, a great turn. They already have. We could give them, and the patriarch holds up his hand. We'll give them a place to stay. As much wine as you can drink. Don't know what else you would want, really. Who said that? Dag? Uh, yeah, Dag. Steph's husband was, like, making right. a case on your behalf. Great. Well, for tonight... Do you think we can stay in that house with you? Rest up? Rest the rest of the day. But whatever is going to be happening at Yester Hill is going to be happening tonight. Oh, I see. You're more than welcome to avail yourselves to the beds. We'll work on sweeping all of this up here. Though, uh, ladies of the Vale know. And he cracks his back and it... Just sleeping outside for two days has done me no good. Adrian? Dag? Steph? You see how much damage has been done to the inventory. See what we've got left. We gotta get a shipment out as soon as possible. Balaki's overdue. Where are you two headed after this? I know this answer. I do know it. I know where I'm going. She says out loud. Um, we're going to Kresk. Well, we'll send that shipment with you when you get back. (laughs) (laughs) Written on the top of Bev's notebook, we are going to Kresk, underlined, folded. (laughs) Yes, you are. Thank you, Pass Beverly. <laughs> if you need us to carry stuff to Kresk and we end up that way, we can. Can't promise it won't get broken. Trouble seems to find us. We'll, we'll be able to get both in one, actually, probably. So Okay. Um, we could use the caravan guards for help. Start uh, start loading a shipment. We're overdue. We, let's get back to business, everyone. The Mardikovs have a reputation to uphold. And uh, he hobbles inside past the patio and then you see him like make his way up the stairs as soon as he's gone i turn to dag and say what do you have that can help us (laughs) i know he doesn't want to talk about it but it could be life and death for me but especially her and i point to cute little arena kicking some vines on the ground like picking up a bug looking at it all close on her hand (laughs) it like bearing vampire fangs then flying away (laughs) (laughs) it bit me she sucks her pointer finger and like twists her toe (laughs) Makes her somehow cuter. Make a persuasion check. <laughs> that was such an evil cackle. How about a natural 20? How about a natural 20? He looks kind of surreptitiously at his wife and children who are like already starting to go to work. And he says, uh, I'll, I'll, let me show you. Let me show you to your room out loud. Arena, <laughs> come here, girl. <laughs> she goes, okay. <laughs> Whoops. Steps over a steam vent that suddenly exists there and like holds down her skirt. <laughs> I'm a merry dag. I'm a merry dag. I'm a merry dag. Steph is looking. <laughs> I'm a married woman. I'm a married woman. I'm a married woman. <laughs> the teenage boy's like, I think I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> he leads you back up these stairs that are, you know, covered with twigs as Martin and Vigo, uh, the two younger boys. Yep. Those are their names. Begin sweeping up twigs and kind of collecting them in large piles and like kind of batting them away from the ravens. And Dag leads you up to some sleeping quarters. It looks not dissimilar from the inn in the blue water. Like it's like lined up in a like almost identical layout. Mm-hmm. There's uh, two pairs of bunk beds and um, four identical foot lockers. These are the kids' rooms, but they're going to be working for the time that you're going to Couple be hours, resting. Yeah. You can see there's a few toys scattered about. There's a, like a wooden rocking horse that's painted black with orange flames all over it. And he reaches into his coat and pulls out a silver whistle. And he says, um, if you're in need of assistance, blow this. Somebody will come. What do you mean somebody? She lands in conspiratorially from above? Yeah, I think that's a good way to think of it. Hmm. And he takes it off and hands it to you. And you can see as you're holding it, it is, it's a whistle that's stylized to be in the shape of a feather. Like a quill, almost. You blow into the needle, and then like the air comes out further down. Seeing that, she goes, do you know the Raven Queen? I didn't know they had a queen. Ravens tend to hang out around here, but I've never seen them, you know, pay taxes. Interesting. Make sure none of the Mardikovs saw that I gave that to you. I love this family. Don't get me wrong. But of the problems that they have, stubbornness and secrecy are two of them. Hmm. Thank you for this. Thank you for what? And he winks at you and... I wink back, but it's a blank. (laughs) Dag reaches into his other pocket and says, This isn't wine. It doesn't taste as good. But this might help you as well. And he gives you four healing potions. 
I gotta say, though, Dag, that is a great business idea. What is? Wine that is healing potions. I have been trying to pitch that to these guys That's for years. That's the CBD years. cocktail, like, Tell me about forward it. thinking we need. I think everybody is wanting it. Nobody knows how to ask for it. So we just need to provide it. I've already got the labels marked up. Let me, when you come back with the gem, I'll show you some labels. Oh, my God. I would love to see that. I'm trying to, I don't know enough about wine to make good jokes. An RX Rioja. I don't know that one. Like, you know, prescription, like the RX. Oh, yeah. But then a Rioja. Okay. A, okay. This is this is the most important part of the podcast. This is important. This is important. Wait, what's sweet wine? Muscat of battle still. <laughs> why, are, why is this so hard? I don't. This should be so easy. A Cabernet Save in ya. Cabernet saving you. Okay. Pinot Grigio. No, you're hurt. Take this. <laughs> Temper Neo hit points. <laughs> you got me. Every, tweet at us. Uh, hashtag 1PD&D with your Health. wine healing potion hybrids. Get some rest. I've uh, got some work to do. And he closed the door. Okay, we rest. I'm settling into bed about to fall asleep like when you forget to when you work your food service job and you forget to bring that person their refill of coffee and you remember it right as you're falling asleep that Mm -hmm. happened six hours earlier i shoot out of bed and i run downstairs and i i see them like preparing stuff to be shipped out and i say wait 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 guys (laughs) you see like adrian like with a glass of wine in his hand being like i say he's been through an ordeal he's old enough to have a glass of wine like hands it to the the little (laughs) four-year-old i run and i slap it out of his hands roll initiative (laughs) you mofo 27 you run dashing down like i'm across the ramp and slap the wine out of this kid's hand it's poison what it's all been poisoned. I mean, I don't know how much has been poisoned, but it is poisoned. Damn it. You, you heard me, Steph. Close it off. Close it off. And uh, they immediately, like, there was a barrel underneath being filled, and she stops it um, and looks it down at it, and she goes, how do you know? How can you tell? I sniffed this, and I hold up the vials. They all had these on them, and they were guarding this. They obviously wanted to use it somehow. Davian, the father, picks it up, sniffs it, like, rubs his finger around the edge of it, mm-hmm. smells it again. He goes... Better not to take any chances. Now we really need that gem. I do have this. He, like, takes out some uh, old, like, half-moon spectacles, adjusts them on the edge of his nose, and peers over it. He goes, ah, it's all Therosi to me. It'll purify everything. So we can salvage one of the vets? Yeah. Well, thank you. I run upstairs, and I wake up my cleric. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, I need you to read this. No. I need you to read this right now. I'm so tired. Arena, I promise you'll get to sleep soon. She like takes the thing and reads it. And she goes, it's a spell. No, I need you to read it over the vat. Right. The, right, the wine. Right. No, I get Death it. Death and I destruction. Yeah. yeah. Kids dying. I'm on it. Now, Arena. <laughs> she goes she, back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you pull her out of bed and she goes over to like the vat that is the fullest. And that doesn't have a a person floating in it. <laughs> yeah. like, also, you, you might want to... I don't know if it's poisoned, but that's probably still not good for... It's certainly against food safety. Yeah, Asha's going to come down on you if you... Asha! Uh... <laughs> it's like Tasha, but Osha. Arcana School of Health and Wellness. Asha. Asha. <laughs> I'm into Asha. it. Super into it. Irina reads the scroll and yawns. Midway through an incantation, and so the scroll glistens and goes gold. And you see this, like, bubbling happen up through the wine. And then this cloud releases up into the rafters. A bunch of ravens, like, scoot out of the way from it. A cloud shaped like a skull and crossbones. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Like, claws toward the little kid, but then dissipates as it goes away. (laughs) <laughs> but not before it hits the one pigeon nestled among the ravens, uh, which keels over and falls into the same <laughs> vat as the body. The wine is purified. I take a sip. Oh, it's fucking great. <laughs> you, just, you just like go underneath and like uncap yeah, the do. vat for I a second. Yeah, I do. I just 7-Eleven for a second. It fucking flash dances you. It's like a wide, okay, just all down your mouth onto the floor. Like, mm. I look like Carrie and I'm like, okay, I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to episode 92 of 1P D&D, with Beverly Jean as Myri Stone Daughter and Trevor Wade as everyone else. Joshua Pampierson did most of the music except for this track, which was done by Alex Scribner, and this episode was inspired by the Wizards of the Coast adventure, Curse of Strahd. Special thanks to Reddit user Mandy Maud for her fleshing out Strahd guide, and of course, thanks to our Patreons, without whom this podcast would not be possible, Michael, Peter, Dan, Anthony, Evan, and Aspen. Thank you all so very much. Uh, if you would like to join their esteemed adventuring company, head over to patreon.com slash 1pdnd. That's one like the number, P like the letter, D like the letter, N like the letter, and D like the letter. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter. Remember, this podcast is only as cool as its community, so help it grow by telling your friends about it or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you encounter podcasts. The next episode is hopefully going to be up in two Wednesdays, which is August the 18th. I say hopefully because uh, the town one town over from my town is on fire right now, which is one of the reasons we're a little bit late getting this episode up today. So thank you for your patience. Stay tuned, and uh, hopefully... Uh, You don't hear me coughing smoke out of my lungs in two weeks. See you then.